0: Hello and welcome to Celtic Down Under. My name is Laura and I'm joined once again by Liam for our latest World Cup preview. Today we are previewing Saudi Arabia, the second <coughs> Group C team of these World Cup previews. Liam, how are you doing?
1: Good. Uh, just a wee reminder, folks, uh, wearing a football shirt is not an endorsement of a country or their team. So let's just uh, leave it at that.
0: <laughs> uh, and uh, all, it, all, it, all all, um, political or moral uh, obligations and objections aside, it is a very nice looking top, I have to say.
1: Well, you know, it's funny you should say that because uh, we were doing a, I do a wee sweepstake thing with my students every time there's a World Cup and we were drawing mm-hmm. teams the other day. And one little girl come up to me and said, Oh, Liam Sensei, I, I got Saudi Arabia, are they any good? I said, Well, uh, the kit's nice. <laughs> true, true.
0: There is a there is a slightly um more not safe for work version of that story that I heard off air but I think uh, on second thought having decided we were going to share it we'll maybe leave that uh, for the sake of the child involved we'll We'll, leave it uh, we'll we'll
1: leave that for the uncut version once you and I have had a few shandies on the night England get knocked out
0: right (laughs) anyway anyway <clears throat> let's look at Saudi Arabia and um, hmm. what I thought we would do for this one because I'm going to be honest uh, content for this video is lacking guys we do our yeah. research and we, we look into this but I have to say of all the the teams that I've looked at uh, they are the they are the one team that I just kind of felt it was even a slog to research them they are, their chances of doing anything at this World Cup to me are not are not great. What do you think, Liam? No, I mean,
1: there are, there are groups at this World Cup that had they been drawn in, they might have had a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, if they would have been in the group where Qatar were the top seeds, they've beaten Qatar quite a few times quite recently. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously that, that wouldn't happen because you can't have two Asian teams in the same thing. Yeah. But, uh, no, they, they're, they're just, I, look, they're the worst team at the tournament, let's just be honest. They are the least likely to win this World Cup, according to the bookies, according to the stats, and according to, you know, what I've seen from watching them in the last couple of years. They were in Japan's group for qualifying, and to their credit, they topped the group, right? They did top the group. But um, a lot of extenuating circumstances go into that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Australia Basically, did not turn up when they played them. Yeah. Um, Japan underperformed, but uh, you know still got the results they needed. Um, and yeah, that you know, as you can see there, they topped the group. Um, I believe Japan were the only team that actually beat them. Yeah, but um, it doesn't really tell a true story because neither Australia nor Japan took them as seriously as they should have. That, that's the thing. One thing I will say for Saudi Arabia, I don't think they're a very—I don't think they're a team that are going to do anything at the tournament. But if um, you know, if Argentina or Mexico or Poland approach them with the attitude that we're approaching them, they could be in trouble because they're a team that can spring a spring a shock on you if you don't give them respect.
0: That, that's entirely true. Um, speaking of which, we'll just look at their um, their fixture breakdown. Let me just see if I can pull that up for us just now. Because as we've said, that as much as anything, the fixture breakdown itself can be the thing that, that determines how the World Cup goes for a team. So if we look at this here, um, mm. let me just um, zoom out a little bit. Um, so... As we said in the Argentina match, the opening match of Group C is Saudi Arabia and uh, Argentina. Saudi Arabia then have Poland and then Mexico in the last fixture. Now, for me, that's slightly encouraging for them. I think their best chance of three points in this group, if they're going to get any uh, wins, is against Poland. Again, I might be doing Poland a disservice here, but I think if you're a Saudi Arabia fan or if you're in the Saudi Arabia team you would much rather face Poland in that middle fixture with a hope of getting three points and then having hope going into that last fixture against Mexico. If they're playing Mexico and Argentina in the first opening two matches, the World Cup's over for them before they've even got there, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I think Saudi are the weakest team in this group, but uh, Mexico and Poland, I think, are... Barely evenly matched, with Mexico having the slight edge, in my opinion. But yeah. if you are if you are the fourth-ranked team in the group and you're playing against the best team in the group, who are also one of the tournament favourites, I mean, you can make a similar comparison to when Celtic played Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. It's all right, we're playing them first. At least that gets it out the way. And then the middle fixtures were against Leipzig, who were the team that we were competing with to get second place. So... If Saudi Arabia want to do anything, they realistically have to beat Poland yep. in that second game. So Argentina <clears throat> is essentially a free hit. Um And then it's a case of can they do anything to... can If they could even get a draw with Poland, that might give them an outside chance going into that final game against Mexico. And again, the other thing is that um this Saudi Arabia team, none of their players play out with the, the Gulf States region. Right. So they are the one advantage is that they are perhaps going to be better acclimatized to the conditions in Qatar than probably any other team apart from the Qataris themselves.
0: Well, I was going to I was actually going to bring that up as a as a point. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot made of the climate and the potential facts that they um that teams coming from uh, the Western world, shall we put it, um, are, are going to struggle with the heat. And that's why it's in November. And that's why they're talking about these, these air conditioned uh, stadiums and things like that. Mm. Nobody, I think has considered that flip side that you talked about of the, of, of the Saudi Arabia team, particularly one that is based in the, in the Gulf state region, as you, as you said, mm. Um of the potential advantage of them not having to acclimatise. I, while I don't think that is going to factor into them having a major impact in the tournament, do you see it maybe causing a potential upset against one of the teams in the group who's maybe not quite prepared?
1: Well, maybe not an upset, but I think it, it makes the games a bit more competitive. I mean, put it this way, Argentina might beat them 3-0 instead of 5-0 you know um mm-hmm. but i think um i think it at least gives them a better chance than they would have if the if the if the tournament was being played in like germany or england or something like that you know mm-hmm.
0: um and, and and one thing i have to say about saudi arabia that coming from two scottish people who are also keen to to do them down when you actually look at their world cup history um from what I can see here, they qualified in 94, 98, 2002, 2006 and 2018. So they've only missed two World Cups since 1994. Um, <clears throat> and it was 94 in which they they actually performed the best. Their debut performance, they got to the round of 16. They've been knocked out in the group stages every other time. But um, they they did manage to get to the round of 16 in that one. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's going on in my throat today. But um, the other little tidbit fact that I'll give you, just as a, an interesting talking point, uh, Sami mm. Al jabir uh, is not only the most successful Saudi striker at the people World Cup to date. He's on, also managed to score in World Cups twelve years apart nineteen ninety four and two thousand and six. So that's <laughs> that's an interesting an interesting point. Um, yeah. Is there is there anybody looking at is there is there, a, is there a single player that you can point to in this this Saudi this Saudi squad that can be their Sammy Aljaber or, or or somebody of that ilk that can maybe make a name for themselves at this tournament. No, <laughs> no.
1: No. no. If i am being if I'm being honest, no. Um, I really I struggle to find any of their players that stand out at all. They are all they're playing for pretty high-profile high teams in the Arab world, but yeah. teams that would would not last 10 minutes in a European game. Um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, you know. I mean, you want these countries where football is emerging to continue to grow. Yeah. But the harsh reality is that Saudi Arabia is a... Because of the, shall we say, the socio-political background to the country, it's one that not a lot of people are really rooting for outside of Saudi and as a result there's not many foreign players who are keen to go there and uh, if you look at emerging nations at the moment like 25 years ago when the J-League started in Japan Mm -hmm. you had Gary Lineker, Pierre Litbarski, Zico all of these legends going there and playing and for about the first three or four years and michael loudrick played there for a while as well it was all mm-hmm. about these legendary players but then as time got on the japanese players got better japan qualified for their first world cup in 98 which was only five years after the launch of the j league mm-hmm. um, and they've qualified for every world cup since unfortunately until saudi becomes a country that's a bit more hospitable to other cultures um, I don't see the same thing happening with their league, Could be, because the money's definitely there, but I think if you're a if you're a multi-millionaire footballer and you've got a choice between going to Los Angeles or going to Riyadh, you'd be like, ah, yeah, I'll go to LA. <laughs> you know. and, let,
0: and let's call it a spade a spade. I am. I am about as far from a bra-burning feminist as you can get, but the fact that I'm even the person talking to you about this would probably not go down well in certain corners of Saudi Arabia either. <laughs>
1: No, no. The the fact that you've only got you've only got headphones on your head and not a scarf is probably an issue for a lot of them.
0: <laughs> I didn't go that far, but okay. <laughs> um,
1: no, you know, that's what a lot of the issues there are about. I mean, do you do you drive a car? I do. Well, until three years ago in Saudi Arabia, you couldn't.
0: That's true. I mean, some would um, argue I still yeah. can't drive a car today. But let's <laughs> uh, let's not go into that. Um, listen. Yeah. Uh, you know, for all the joking aside, as we've said about um, a couple of other teams at this World Cup, as we will no doubt say about a couple of teams coming up at this World Cup, um, regardless of political, social, moral um, no.
1: objections
0: that we may have, that is not something we will hold against the players or their manager in this World Cup. They are human beings who are going to to do their best for the country. And um, I, cer- I certainly... In isolation, wish the team all the best with with what's going to be a very tough group,
1: and the fans as well. I hope they enjoy it. I hope they get you know even if they, you know if they just go one up on Argentina for five minutes or something, give them give them that wee bit of joy. Just let them have that wee bit of hope for a, at least a wee minute. Yeah, you if know?
0: they're talking in fifteen years about remember that time we made Messi sweat, yeah, that would be yeah. Uh... That would Mm -hmm. be something else. Um, But that said, uh, we will leave it there. Saudi Arabia, neither of our favourites for the World Cup. I don't see them getting out of the group or anything like it. But um, you never know. You never know. Uh, Liam, thank you for joining me. And we will see you for the next uh, World Cup preview on Celtic Down Under.
1: See you then.